Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, last week, when we started the episode, we said, no more Kenobi. But then this week, we said... 100 hey, years, but, Kenobi. But, like, more Kenobi. <laughs> so, we're back with more Kenobi. Woo! Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, this week, we are going to do our kind of uh, season retrospect, uh, a week out, a week removed, uh, on the first season of Kenobi, and uh, just kind of go over a couple of things ra- relatively generally. I don't, I don't think we're gonna, I don't think we're gonna go through every episode and like major plot points. I think we dissected a lot of that pretty thoroughly during the episode. So uh, I think there's a lot surrounding that we'll talk about. So yeah, I think that's I think that's what we got on the docket. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if no, it didn't sound good, we, I read a book. We ain't got anything I mean, I, else. I wasn't to... ready for this. I read a book. <laughs> I thought we were doing a book. Yeah, you know, there was a point where I <laughs> I want to do a book. Well, there there was a point where I was like, he didn't ask or confirm what we were doing. I know we said it, but I'm just gonna yeah. let it ride. Now that didn't work out too well last time, but I'm gonna do it this time. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out, and hopefully, it works out for the better. So we're on the same page, remarkably. Uh, <laughs> And we're not even reading a book. And we're not reading a book. No, we are not. <laughs> Maybe that's why we are on the same page. <laughs> uh, apparently. Uh, but we do have a lot of books coming up, and I think uh, we both need to uh, evaluate our schedule because we just, <laughs> we just we were just looking up here before we started talking, and, and Andor, Andor, uh, what did I say, August 28th, I think, of the first episode, they're slating it to come out. So it's like, wow. That's less than two months, fast. and that's that's twice the amount of content that we went through. Actually, more than that because we had a double drop. Mm. Twice the content of Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. So that <laughs> that should be interesting. And then, uh, uh, unless I misread, I could have misread it, but I also thought we were talking about Bad Batch as well. Um, so September twenty eighth. That's crazy. Yeah. We'll be rolling right into it right after. Yep. Or does that? Well, that that's gonna be a double drop. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 gonna have. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. Crap. You know, unless I'm being lied to, which I mean, the internet's never lied to either of us before, right? Which obviously, Bad Batch can wait. I I think we can postpone Bad Batch. Oh no, man. I think everyone will live. No, 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 no. Bad Batch, it's got to take precedent, right? It's the baddest of batches. Wrecker will wreck you if you don't talk about him <laughs> right away. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. So I, it is a bit of a recollection because it has been some time. And I got to say, Bad Batch episodes were some of our more popular episodes. They were. They were even during Clone Wars for some reason. Uh, Yeah, true. But... What do you think? I mean, what what did you? I mean, this isn't a retrospective of that. We already did that. But like, do you look back at B- Bad Batch fondly, or wh- what do you think? I, you know, it's kind of odd, but after Boba Fett, I kind of do. Boba Fett. I don't. I don't know why, but for some reason that comes to mind. I just feel like maybe it wasn't as unconcise and jumbled of a story as i thought it was it might not have really 
told a whole lot of exciting stuff, but it was a good, clean, simple, well-done story. I mean, and it set itself up for a lot of potential adventuring, you know, Monster of the Week and all that. Mm-hmm. And they can really go any direction with it from now on, so I'm hopeful for Bad Batch. I'll just continue to give a crap just for old time's sake. I'll just continue <laughs> to give a sh- never mind. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kinda I'm kind of with you. I, I think that I think that in the moment, you know, Bad Batch was uh is like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's it's okay. Uh but I, I do think that um I, I I feel like we'll be happier to get into that. You know, at least that's that's my hope. I, I think I think we'll be pretty pretty happy to get to get back into that. I, I I really do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And you know what we could do just to round out our list that we're not gonna talk about. Mm. We could actually do a Rogue One retrospective, because I don't think we've done that. Have we not done a Rogue One? I don't think we have. I think we actually reviewed it around the same time that we reviewed Solo, just because that's kind of when we were getting into movie reviews. Mm. But I don't think we've talked about it in that format. Fascinating. Okay. Well, I mean... And I haven't watched Rogue One for quite a while, too, right, so I'm buddy. always looking for a reason. Well, first, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I am going to look that up to make sure we don't, we aren't full of crap. <laughs> okay? Well, uh, yeah. Good, good point. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could kind of say that our review was a retrospective because it came out way after the movie, yeah. and we had watched it multiple times. Okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that, that's true, that's true. Um, yeah, I can definitely look that up. I, I would be I would be happy to throw that into the mix. I mean, Rogue One was, a, was an excellent movie, so I'll go back and look it up, and if it's something that we didn't do at the time... Uh, I think I think we can probably fit that in. I, I think Sweet. that would be a good one, good one to fit in. So, good call. I will take a peek. Potentially, potentially might have been a bad call. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, that's just weird that we wouldn't have done that yet. But I mean, eh. we, I don't think we were really doing a lot of retrospectives back then, no. except for like maybe the big stuff, like. Episode nine, episode eight. Well, we also weren't doing the podcast when the movie came out. So anyway, I'll check back in the the archive. And and if we haven't, then we'll do it. If we have, I'll, you know, delete the episode and do it. Scratch this from the records. Delete the episode and do a better one. (laughs) Edit the episode and remove bad content? Oh, yes. Censor ourselves. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Anyway. So before we kind of get into our retrospect, let's go ahead and do a little check-in here. How's your week? Oh, it's been good. We had uh, like 50 fireworks shows we went to. <laughs> it's awesome. Fourth of July weekend. Get this entire week off of school. I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a good week. We uh, We went to... A Mansfield KOA, which is just kind of like this big group, like a Jellystone uh, campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Had a really good fireworks show there. We hung out with some family, did a wine tasting. And, yeah, just kind of hung around, did a cookout for Monday fireworks. 
So yeah, had a good weekend, nice and relaxing. Did you, you? Did you allow your wife to have her four ounces? I don't think she did. So. Maybe that's why she was mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I drank too much. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get gotta give her those those doctor recommended four ounce giant full glass pours, right? Well, they certainly do not recommend that anymore. I I don't. I Well, once recommended, no take backs, okay? Right. <clears throat> no take Just backs. Just because I wanted to, because I wanted to see the reaction, I did totally bring that up at the ultrasound. They just looked at me. It's like, you're going to make me say it, aren't you? You're going to make me say that I can't tell you yes. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, I am. Very good. <laughs> Did you fi- figure out what? But he totally said, "Live your best life," uh, there, which is see. such a new saying. It's weird to see an old doctor say that. Just live your best life. Are you dying? Yeah. Yolo. 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 Okay. Figure out what. Uh, what. Uh, what. No. What no, you're no, having? No, no, no. no. Just that this is going to be a surprise. Uh no. For some reason, we weren't able to on the last ultrasound. Um, I think it would have been some kind of extra blood work testing of some kind uh, to do that. So the the next ultrasound will definitely be able to, and then we'll have the the gender reveal party. Uh, so you'll know before we talk about it on the next episode. No, not that soon. I just watched. I, I, I just saw a video of one like come up in like I don't know. I don't even remember, but it doesn't matter. But one comes up and it was like. It was like a fail, you know. It's like, oh, I put the gender in one of the cupcakes colors, not like a gender. That'd be weird. I don't even know what that would be. So they put like the color, uh, you know, like pink or blue or whatever in a cupcake, but nobody got the cupcake. And then they realized that they hadn't even eaten all the cupcakes. So they had to go get more cupcakes. And then, oh my God, I totally ruined it. Yes, you did. At some point, you just get mad and you just yell, it's, it's a boy. It's a, it's a boy. I'm done. Blue icing. <laughs> Blue icing. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, that sounds like a good uh, good weekend there. So, yeah, Fourth of July weekend for those of you in the Americas. And if you're outside of the Americas, you can, hey, you can still. Be happy for you us. Can, you can still you come can on over. You can just be happy for still us. Still come on over and have a good time. You know, we're, we're cool to have you here. It's fine. Uh yeah, I had There's a, plenty of explosion sticks and beer to pass around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a pretty busy weekend. I kind of was getting a little antsy about not getting things done at my house. So I have been uh, largely just trying to get stuff done here and uh, painted cabinets, got some stuff done in, in uh, one of the bathrooms and, you know, trying to button up a few other things before I move on to other projects and uh, went and saw the Red, White, and Boom, which is uh, Columbus, Ohio's large fireworks show. Uh, made a lot of good food, had a good cookout on the 4th, watched another set of fireworks uh, around where I live. Do not triangulate my position. I'm not telling you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, did, did a lot, lot of fireworks, a lot of fireworks going off around the neighborhood as well. A couple of people bought some, uh, apparently bought some boxes of things and uh, so there was that. We did have this vague uh, sort of OS moment uh, during the fireworks show here because all of a sudden it's like, you know, how you'll you'll have some shows that do the low-flying stuff. Well, all their low-flying stuff was like 
below the tree line and it was just going off like a lot and nothing going above that line and we were all kind of like did something did something bad happen like are they all dying are we gonna start oh my god i'm on fire and then just you see a blaze in the sky just turned into a south park episode i was i was like okay and then ah oh there's more and uh you know because you know we're, we're talking about not the not a big anticipated show after the the grand finale uh you have that one that oh hey i found another one frank well, set it off it's fine <laughs> everybody's leaving Boop. <laughs> no it's more like okay they they're still waiting let them know we're done yeah, we're d- <laughs> signal so yeah no that's been that's been largely what i've what i've been up to still hotter than hell and uh yeah just just lots of adult adult level stuff that is super duper fun for for all the kids out there you know you, this is what you got to look forward to boring adult stuff all right we probably should consider that more when we're reviewing certain content like the young adult novels <laughs> maybe we shouldn't talk about homeowner stuff and retirement we shouldn't and talk about life people stuff i see okay. just not our lives you know <laughs> all right i guess we don't have but th- to this this is for the old the old timers this one goes out to all you old people out there <laughs> the you and fans and by the way one thing that i hate that has sprouted up from just this show and all the reviews of it everyone calling him Owen. Who's doing that? There's a lot of people. There are a lot of people on YouTube who call him Owen, and it just drives me insane. <laughs> like, ironically, or no, just like British reviewers that apparently don't know how to pronounce a name. I mean, do we know how to pronounce it? Are we in the wrong? Did you ever ask yourself? He's never that? called anyone out on that, and he has had a lot of interviews. Hmm. Ooh, and. Interesting. Owen. Well, anyway. Like Lars? No, not Owen. Owen. Oh, God. <laughs> Lars. Well, there you go. So there's there's all of our interesting life stuff that you probably didn't care about. Uh, what do you yeah. think? Ready to talk a little, little Kenobi? Kenobi. Well, that wasn't a yes, so should I, like, stall? Do you, like, need to, you know, go get a drink? I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, like, watch a show. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Give me about seven hours. You did a really good job (laughs) of fudging through all that time we've been doing this, huh? (laughs) And last week. There you go. You know, when we did the review. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, so we had a six-part Limited Kenobi series. There is certainly the potential to bring in more Kenobi content. I think Ewan, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Ewan McGregs. He's probably down for it. I think he's been yeah. well quoted as wanting this project to get off and get started long before this anyway. And I and then yeah we can get Hayden back in and then they can run into each other again 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 yeah no offense I I don't think we need to see Darth Vader again in the series I you know I guess we could speculate on that a little bit before we kind of roll much longer because what would a second season of Kenobi even look like 
You know, like, what would that even be? Training for Cal Kestis. Oh, my God. He just trains Cal eh, Kestis a little bit. I don't know about that. Come on, you got to admit, we would, it would be pretty cool if we had a Tatooine level for the new... What is it called now? Jedi what? Survivor? Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Okay. That's what it is, right? I don't know. I'm asking. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You got a computer in front of you and a phone. The ginger game. The ginger's oh, game. Oh, wow. Yes. You just upset everybody <laughs> with red hair. Good for you, bud. Um, That's okay. I, you know. But yeah, I, that'd be cool if we had a Tatooine level and he went and met Obi-Wan and got a little training from him. Taught him how to scare away the sand people. You got to swing your arms like this. My only thing with that is, is that I think Obi-Wan has gone beyond the realm of the teacher now. And I don't, I mean, it would be an interesting crossover, but I don't necessarily see, uh, oh, runaway dog out the window. Just runaway dog. This lady (laughs) just snatched that puppy. Anyway, um, I, I don't, I, I just don't really see. And, and here's the other thing, dude. How many crossovers do we need? Because, like, think about all these books that we were reading with, that were crossovers for the park. Do you really want to hear about, like, video game stuff? It's like, hey, you want to see where you can get a really sweet poncho? You know, I mean, let's, let's, I just, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I get that. Oh. I know, I guess I just always, ever since they did what they did to Luke Skywalker in the new movies, I always thought it would have been cooler to see Obi-Wan in that role of the kind of goofy, slowly turning insane hermit. It would make more sense from his character with what he had to go through than it did with Luke. I don't know. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I I don't think he's necessarily a teacher anymore. It just would be kind of a cool tie-in. Sure. Yeah, yeah, very true. I don't know. I, I just I would I would have to say this though I think it would disappoint some people because I think bringing back little Leia would be inappropriate mm-hmm. I don't think that they can meet that much uh, and you can't really have an advent advent well you could potentially bend and have an adventure with little Luke or teenage Luke depending on how far you want the timeline to stretch because Luke clearly knows who old, old Ben Kenobi. I wonder if it means old Ben Kenobi. Yeah, because I mean, you could never just that, change a first name and keep your last name, but whatever, it's fine. I feel like that would be almost more open to interpretation than like the whole Leia scene saying, hey, you, you, you once served with my father, and at one time we went on an awesome adventure. Yeah, but even though that still can work, well, I, I, think I think the Luke part you could have you could have had more adventures with Luke than Leia, and it would be more realistic. That would be a big decision, though, on on Lucasfilm and Disney's part to do that. I don't know mm-hmm. how many people would like that either. But the the other line where you know, you know, Leia's like you know asking, it's like where where is he? You know, when when they rescue Leia. I think there's a recognition there that works good enough for me. Um, yeah. But also, didn't you always kind of think it'd be cool if Obi-Wan was the reason, like that little spark of curiosity 
in Luke for leaving Tatooine. Like he just instilled that in him and maybe some little adventure or something, some interaction. Yeah, it's possible. I think that'd be kind of cool. I, th- I think the intention was always to make that more on the, you've got too much of your father in you, you know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that too. But but no, I mean, I, I, I just don't see what you would do. I think it would be a self-contained Tatooine thing. Kind of like the book yeah. we read, the Kenobi book. You know, you could potentially do something like that, which would lend itself just fine to a series because it's not like necessarily high stakes. Yeah, well, and I was actually going to bring that up. One thing that falls flat near the end of this series is kind of the the whole final confrontation thing around Luke and the Lars Homestead. It's like, well, this is fine and all but like obviously we know how this ends because we know all these characters are going to be fine it's kind of one of those things where like you can't necessarily even make Kenobi and all of these main characters the main characters for this show because it kind of falls flat because you know for the most part what's going to happen to him you can add little bits of background you can have little side stories sure but you almost need to set someone else up as the main character that you don't know if they're going to survive or not. Stakes are low. You know, so, yeah. s- someone for t- to be saved by Kenobi. Yep. You know, and that's why that's the only thing I don't like about the story being centered around saving Leia. Obviously, we were always going to save Leia, just like we were always going to save Luke. Yep. It's cool. It was a cool story, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like. Tala could have had a better, a bigger role, you know, a new character that we didn't know her fate. We could have gotten to know her a little better, gotten a little closer with her, stuff like that, or even like set up Reva differently, mm-hmm. you know? Or, and, I mean, this is crazy, but we should just fire Kathleen Kennedy and completely rewrite the sequels and then do them over again so they're cool and Luke's BA and destroys everybody in the universe and stuff. Can we do it CGI style like we did when we remade all of the uh, the original movies? Yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. Can we can we add just a bunch of stormtroopers in the background as Luke is milking his creature? Oh God, they're just riding little creatures and whatnot, and it's just super cheesy. No, 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 no. That's how we fix Star Wars. More CGI. Selective editing. Got it. <laughs> Oh well, so what do we uh, what do we want to kind of start with uh, with talking about season one here? Well, since we kind of already gone over the story, I thought maybe we could go over some of the actors who were our favorites and least favorites. Okay, if we had least favorites, even sure. So obviously, starting with the big dogs, uh, Hayden and Ewan's Ewan's performances. Ewan, which one do you think did better? Who's better? Who won this Mustafar battle? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, how do we even know that he that if Hayden, it was actually Hayden, Hayden in was that actually suit? There. <laughs> yeah, how do we know? We we had his voice and his eye. There we go. That's it. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think you in here was was pretty was pretty great. I think, um, you know, I saw a meme of like, 
what oh, what fans wanted to see, Obi-Wan completely murdering everybody and being super overpowered. And then it's like, well, what we got was a super layered character who's who deals with PTSD and, and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that the the build and this is why it was so it was so weird to see people like complain it's like well he could barely uh you know save leo from falling it's like well yeah because he hasn't used the force like he's cut himself off he he hasn't trained because he's a jedi in hiding like he'd be killed and he's got bigger responsibilities so he hasn't but he did he saved her and then he showed that he can still best anakin in that final fight like he is OP. He still is, mm-hmm. but he had to discover that again. And I don't see any problem with that. I think that is the exact yeah. right way to do it. And I, and again, I mean, the, the acting of it was, was great in my opinion too. I don't think there was anything wrong yeah. with that. And how many Jedi do we have? We don't think about this. that cut themselves off from the force and are never able to interact with it again. Yeah. And the fact that Obi-Wan in six episodes is able to do what he does, especially that freaking water scene. Yep. I mean, that that is one of the biggest new feats in... I mean, that's something like you would expect to read from Legends Luke. Yeah. Truthfully. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, I, I know it's an overused term, and I'm not using this to refer to Ray, but the whole Mary Sue debate on characters making them so overpowered for no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. We start this almost like we do when we like play a video game where we've lost all our powers mm-hmm. and we slowly regain it. And it's cool to go through those motions and learn, develop, get better, notice how much easier something is for you now compared to when you started. And we get true character development like that with Obi-Wan in this series. He is a broken man for very obvious and good reasons, and he's able to overcome and become powerful again. Mm -hmm. And the range of emotions shown by Ewan in this is top-notch. I mean, it's it's perfect. I mean, his acting, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about any scene he's in. I have no complaints whatsoever. No, I and and I I don't either. I I thought the interactions with, uh, with Leia played by Vivian Lyra Blair was a, I mean, those were a real treat for me to see, you know, that kind of like, I'm trying to give you a little bit, but I can't because you have a destiny to follow that I'm not a part of. And, um, you know, again, I, I thought it was a great portrayal from, from you and, um, and then I guess seeing as I already mentioned her, we, we have little Leia as well, who I, I also think did a fantastic job. Aside from the directorial kind of and, and whatever story driven of her apparently being able to outrun bounty hunters and do four slides and and her little, you know, juke move, but then all of a sudden can't run away from Reeve. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you know, it's just like the fastest kid alive and then she's not and that that's a little eh whatever yeah and honestly the reason i kind of want to go over uh actors and actresses is both because of vivian and miss ingram i feel like they both kind of got the short end of the stick 
with all the hate from every fan. Mm. And I do want to kind of point out that I don't think any of their, like you said, I don't think their acting was a problem. I think the direction that we saw taken caused some issues, but not enough to warrant the hate that we got, that we saw. Uh, I thought Vivian was great. I thought she portrayed Leia pretty much exact. I don't know if I ever really thought of how Luke and Leia were as kids all that much, honestly, but I don't think I could consider Leia as a kid without thinking of this portrayal now. This is little Leia to me. Yeah, and I would also say that, you know, for for those who are like, well, you know, Luke's so immature, Leia's more grown up. Well, yeah, that that happens a lot. Girls do tend to mature faster than boys. Uh, yeah. But also and look at the difference between Padme and Anakin as people. True, <laughs> true. But you also look at their living situations. I mean, with Leia, she is born into. Well, she is. Excuse me. She is growing into a role of a princess of a planet where her mother has been through a tremendous amount of adversity uh, and rules that planet. Um, whereas her father, Bale, is a an influential senator who's been doing that for a long time. They're both, both very smart, leadership-driven people. Um, so her maturation process is going to be much quicker even when you completely nix out the sex of it. The, you know, that that's going to be irrelevant because she's in that role. Whereas Luke is allowed a lot more time to kind of be a kid. Um, whereas Tatooine is a tough place to grow up on and moisture farming is not necessarily the biggest thing. And I'm sure that there are plenty of threats along the way. He can still play a bit more. He still has the, the imagination and uh, which eventually leads into the whole idealism of trying to get off of Tatooine, whereas Leia doesn't really want to leave Alderaan because Alderaan's pretty cool. Right, and she actually has a purpose there, yep. and Luke doesn't feel like he has a purpose, so he's never, as Yoda said, always looking ahead, never in the moment. Well, exactly, <laughs> and, and like his father kind of feels like there's a bigger purpose out there for him mm-hmm. and that's that's precisely what it is and whereas leia is already in an important position so you know she was running missions for her father for a while and we saw that in rebels you know when yep. when uh in the little mission um where you know she had uh uh, uh goodness i am completely ezra and uh and Kane and you know, remember they stole her ship, you know, and mm-hmm. like uh, stunner so that uh, you know it would look convincing. So it's like, oh, I'm not helping them. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been doing this for a very long time, and Luke is still very new to the party when he enters the greater galaxy with Obi Wan. So uh, you did mention Moses Ingram, so Reva. Uh, I think Reva was a character that was not a united front in caring much for, uh, you know, we've talked about some of the hate that she's received and the responses from like Ewan and everything. I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the acting. I think the direction of the character could have been a little better. Um, I don't necessarily 
I don't, we didn't really give her what, well, and this is the other thing too. It might be different if we give her some continuance later on down the road, like to actually see if she makes anything happen after effectively being set free. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we did have somewhat decent character development, although some of it did feel a bit rushed in a way. Um, I don't think that this was in any way her fault, like I had no. said prior. Um, and it's sad because she got short of the stick multiple ways because not only the way that, you know, the direction she was pushed in her acting and everything, but also in some of the effects, we had some kind of the worst, most obvious, blatant, lazy moments that kind of ruined... Mm-hmm the moment kind of took us out of immersion. Um, when we had our little weird extra attack frame yeah, <laughs> that we had talked about so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the hate is just sad and I, I do like the idea of this character. I think it's really cool to think that, you know, a survivor was willing to go to the extreme to become what they hated just to destroy it mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, this isn't really a character type that I think we've really explored very thoroughly in the past. So um, the potential, I think, was a little greater than the execution for this character. But I would hope that that doesn't ruin her career moving forward. I I mean, I I doubt it will. But, uh, yeah... There could have been some extra stuff in here, um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see if we get anything more. I, I think, um, you know, the the potential idea of getting her more into the, um, like, the, the video game, the, the, like, Fallen Order, Fallen Survivor, or whatever, Jedi was Survivor sort of world, I think would be interesting. Uh, just to... Just to, yeah, just to kind of, um, I don't know, just bring her to the forefront a little bit, at least uh, expound upon a character. Because uh, the other thing, too, about, like, having new characters is you don't have in the built-in backstory like you would for Obi-Wan or Vader or Luke or Leia. Those are characters you already have an investment in, and in a limited series without any sort of backing information, it can be really hard. Cause even with like Phasma, Phasma got a whole book to herself. So Captain yeah, Phasma. How much of a waste did that end up being? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for a character that in the movies was very underwhelming. So I, I, I always wondered what they imagined Phasma to really be when they wrote the story out, because it was clearly a lot more than what they were willing to put into the budget of Phasma as a character. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was a, that was a strange one. So. And unfortunately that is one of the kind of issues you run into with series like this being lower budget, lower production quality when you introduce new characters like this, it's kind of harder to get them to stick than it could be potentially with a movie. Sure. Um, I mean, like you said with Phasma, Phasma got the chance to have so much more uh, content made around her just simply because I think she was in 
a really anticipated movie. I don't think if that was a character in a series, we would ever even remember the name, truthfully. Yeah. Just based off of how they treated her. I, I would hope that Reva doesn't just kind of sail <laughs> quietly into the night and never be mentioned again. Um, I, I think that, personally, like you said, I think Survivor would be probably the best place to put her. Um, I think the dynamic there with her and Kestis could be really awesome, whether they be a master and apprentice, uh, on equal footings, power scaling-wise, being a team. I think we could make some really cool stories between the two of them, an idealistic and a kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say morally bankrupt. Obviously, she had a redemption arc, but obviously she didn't... uh, she didn't have much love loss for the Jedi Order near the end. Obviously, you see what her opinion of Kenobi is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just hope that we don't waste this character. And, you know, another character that I hope we don't waste, I hope we get a little more Vect. Because, man, Flea in Star Wars is just the coolest thing ever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's. Do we need an origin story. Let's not even, let's not even <laughs> do that garbage. Um, goodness. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, you're fine. Um, I guess as far as notables, aside from that, I suppose we also probably mention uh, Rupert Friend as a Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sung, uh, Sung Kang as a fifth brother, and then uh, Raya Kalstadidite. There's there's a lot of S's and uh, T's and stuff in there. Kilstit, I'm not quite sure. I apologize for mispronouncing that, but as the fourth sister. Um, so what did you think about the portrayal of the the Inquisitors? Because I think obvi- the obvious one is the Grand Inquisitor. Everybody had a lot of crap to talk. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as let's just get the easy one out of the way. <laughs> um, fourth sister. Unfortunately, throwaway character. Just so, we didn't get any real, true interactions with her. Yeah, I, d- I do want to add a quick footnote here because I was trying to look it up as we were talking through, and there isn't much. However, there was a a brief thing here. A long time ago, I did a run through of the um, uh, Tales from Vader's Castle. There were like four four issues and there are actually a couple of those but there was one issue where uh a rebel lieutenant by the name of thom hud was being held a a prisoner by darth vader's aide vanny vanny or vanier or something like that uh who we have seen in in movie form as well but he was rescued by uh lena graf who impersonated the fourth sister. Oh, really? So there's a point here where the fourth sister loses her armor and Lena Graf, uh, Graf comes in and, and saves this kind of lame, <laughs> lame old thom here. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there other stuff about Graf, but anyway... That was just a, a quick footnote I wanted to add in there. So there we go. So yeah, but kind of a That's, throwaway character in this series for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure why we chose to go that route instead of maybe a slightly more established one, like one of the one of the Inquisitors, uh, Maul and Ezra fought together that clearly they killed and could have, you know, not have to worry about building a backstory for them. Mm. Uh, there, there were other options. Um, I guess either way, it doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, Su Kang, though, fifth brother, uh, we had a lot more screen time with him, a lot more dialogue, and obviously, fifth brother <laughs> is a hard one to recreate. He's not going to look quite like the the fifth brother, but I did like the art style they did. Well, I shouldn't say art style. That's more for animation. But uh, the, the makeup they did was well done. Um, he personified the fifth brother in the short amount of time we got with him, really. Pretty well, I thought. Um, I didn't really have much to say either way about him. No real complaints. The The voice maybe got a little goofy after a while. <laughs> kind of like after watching Batman for too long. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too bad. Um, but yeah, getting right into Rupert, um, another character that got a little bit of hate, I feel like. Just not necessarily him as a character, but the design, um, obviously. And, you know, going from animation to live action is never always super easy. We can't all be Ahsoka. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a character that was obviously going to be a little more. Uh, difficult to do. I, I would say the same about like Cad Bane, you know? Um, yeah. So I, if that's really the only complaint people have, that's not a big deal. And I thought he did a good job acting as the Grand Inquisitor. Um, not necessarily as menacing as we would see in like Rebels with the Grand Inquisitor. He was more regal, I feel like. A bit more quippy. In his portrayal. Yeah. Quippy, yeah. But uh, not a bad portrayal, and I don't care that he got stabbed. There's no reason he can't survive, so let's just yeah. quash that right away. <laughs> yeah, I, th- this whole series was plagued by overreactions from fans. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of a lot of overreactions. It's canon breaking. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I don't. I think uh, I think we've really gotten to a point societally that we're we're absolutely we've lost our minds. We you know we can't leave anything you know to to rest for a bit and just breathe. It all has yeah. to be instant. Well, this this I think at least this is is more a symptom of you know everything just being dropped all at once and. So you get your instant gratification, and whereas in this, there's so much time to speculate. I'm pretty sure in that episode we even said it's like, well, just being stabbed doesn't mean you're you're going to die. You could totally right. get over it. You know, it's not a big deal. I'm not well, dead one yet. Thing, like, like with uh, <laughs> my big thing with people complaining about him specifically, and I just heard someone talking about this today on YouTube. I won't name drop or anything, but. The guy basically said, well, yeah, I understand that some other Sith have gone through a lot worse and the power of hatred keeps them alive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Maul got cut in half and Anakin's burns and everything, but still, it's like, but no, you're contradicting yourself if you keep going with that sentence. Yeah. He was stabbed. Reva was stabbed. There are Sith from 
old canon who were basically zombies that held themselves together out of pure hatred. Yep. Anakin had severe, horrible burns throughout 95% of his body. Maul fell down a shaft and was cut in half. Palpatine fell down a shaft and was incinerated. (laughs) The Sith are survivors, and the fact that the Inquisitor can't stand to be stabbed in one of his two stomachs, which is canon that they have two stomachs. It's not like it ruins it. And we're in a we're in a different world, a different galaxy. Medicine is a lot further advanced than ours. Yeah. So I I I think that people just want to rage and it's just something that's stuck. So I I, I don't know. That that's kind of I hate to let those things get to me, but it kind of messes with the experience because I can't even watch the scene again of him being stabbed without those kind of things. Not necessarily creeping into my mind, but like it's oversaturated, all the negativity. You know, sometimes it's warranted, like with uh, The Last Jedi, some of that's really warranted. But I don't feel like it's the same here. I don't think it applies. Yep. So. Yep. So anyway, that that's that's a thing, a thing and stuff. Uh, I guess really as far as notation here for other characters, Tala. Yeah, Tala and Hajar are basically oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last two really worth talking about. Other than supporting older cast, you know, obviously just real quick, uh, our reprisals with Jimmy Smiths and Joel uh, Edgerton. Bale and Owen were well done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, uh, God, Owen became a meme. Yeah. Pretty good stuff there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, getting into two new characters. Uh, you want to go with Tala first? Yeah, let's do it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, so Indira Varma. We have a little bit of uh, royalty here. You know, we got some really cool stuff with her obviously we were already kind of fans of her with game of thrones and it was really exciting to see her coming into star wars um i thought unfortunately i feel like she was probably one of the most underutilized characters um i personally did not want her to die at the end of this series i understand that there has to be high stakes for a character for it to even matter. Otherwise, what's the point in telling the story? But I feel like the way that they made her death a bit kind of cheap annoyed me. Um, I thought she had some really cool character development and a backstory that was really worth diving into, being ex-Imperial before it was cool to be Mm -hmm. ex-Imperial. And, yeah, I mean, I would like to know more about her her efforts in helping all the Jedi that we see, you know, our little wall of names written down in episode uh, three or four, I believe. I can't remember which of the two. I believe four. Are you attempting Uh, to advocate for Tala's adventures? Yes. Yes, I am. I think that is a character actually worth diving into a little bit more. Okay. Okay. It's probably the only character from this. Obviously, we don't have a lot new characters so it's it's hard to say that but yeah okay okay i mean that's fair i i enjoyed the character i thought um i thought the portrayal was good i thought it was you know we didn't really spend a ton of time with her 
because it wasn't really the point of the show necessarily. But no, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I liked her, and, and I could definitely see the potential for for more, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty hard-pressed to sell that show, though, just in current the current state of I Disney, guess, maybe. I wouldn't even, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't even necessarily say I need to see her as Tala again. I think the character would be worth print as well. Mm-hmm. I I kind of think aftermath when i think of tala i think it's okay sure a character that would be really cool to explore in a series like aftermath um yeah i don't know i don't necessarily think we would it would be probably a waste of time to make a series around such a minor character uh, i don't think that would ever happen but yeah it, it is nice to see that star, disney and star wars can still make an interesting new character <laughs> It does feel like it's been a while. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I was happy with that. I think uh, again, we'll see. I could see more in there, but I, I did kind of agree with you there with the death being a bit cheap. Did feel did feel a bit cheap to me as well. Yeah, for sure. And getting into other new characters that don't really have any ties to anyone else. Uh, Let's see if I can pronounce this without offending. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani, mm. who played yep. Haja, our jokester, was certainly not a character I thought I'd like at all. Nor do I think I'd have to worry about liking him because I didn't expect him to show up in another episode. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely did come out of... I don't want to say nowhere, but sort of that is the case. Really became a, a very likable character overall mm-hmm. and put himself on the line because, well, when we first we met, he looked like he was screwing over people. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, he kind of was, but he was also helping save four sensitive children and their families mm-hmm. and getting them off world. And also put himself on the line for Leia and Obi-Wan so that they could escape Reva. He confronted Reva. And then not only did we have that, he also helped take care of Leia a little bit when Obi-Wan had to confront Reva. So I, I, I was really happy with the, with the character and the portrayal as well. Although sometimes you can get a little bit too much in the way of the, the quips and the quotes and the funnies and the ha ha's, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, but like, we don't have to ha ha all the time. I mean, we can ha ha some, but then you just sort of become a joke, like a running punchline. And there's a, there's characters in, in strange new worlds, the, uh, the star Trek show, current star Trek show as well. And again, it's not to say that it's bad. It's just like, you don't have to be that way all the time. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And it's, uh, he is through and through a a Disney character. Agreed. Definitely not a character we would have seen in old Star Wars. (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, I I think you could, I think you could make the case that George could have created a character who, who had that. And I I think there are characters that you have some more comedic timing to, but I, I I did enjoy it. I I thought it was a good, a good addition. Um, 
good addition to the cast. Although I will say if he really wanted to go dark uh, and kind of not been out to redeem Reva at the end, you could have just had her kill him. And that would have been very impactful himself. It would have been a heck of a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, kind of surprised that didn't happen regardless of the redemption arc, honestly, because mm. uh, he certainly put himself out there to be to be wrecked brutally multiple murdered. times. Record. <laughs> to be wrecked. To be wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Wreck it. He's going to wreck it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a character list. You want to talk about the actual sort of nuts and bolts of the show, the, in quotations, the things that we complained about the most? <laughs> yeah, the part that gets negative. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call us negative. I would just say these are some constructive criticisms that we have of the show that are, we are allowed to have. My biggest problem is I feel like we didn't do enough shoot, uh, shots when we should have taken more time to get some more B footage or even better A footage. And some of the editing at the end, the smoothing, the look of the lightsabers, all of this stuff contributed to some of my, my inability to suspend disbelief. At the end of the day, that's all that really ends up mattering when you think about it. Because we can have the most epic tale in the world, but if it's constantly pulling you out of the experience, is it really all that epic, honestly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, one quick thing. It was pointed out. I, I saw this today. So the uh, the Obi Wan rebounding lightsaber off of the uh, stormtrooper armor. Yeah, that also happened during the fight uh, in Empire with Luke and Darth Vader. He gave him a glancing blow on the shoulder. Oh yeah. So that is true. I mean, if you really want to get technical about it, that does happen. Now, do I think he should have been able to cut him in half? Yeah, probably, but. <laughs> I, I think not if it's a best car arm well, it's, and shoulder. It's not let's not even go. There. It could be. Let's not go there. Let's not <laughs> anger the Mandalorian contingent here that obviously watches our show or listens. Maybe that stormtrooper was wearing Mandalorian armor. You better stop right now. He's dead. And Obi, uh, <laughs> you know that would have been kind of funny. Like Obi Wan, Obi Wan's <laughs> like, well, I guess I can just claim this, just like back in the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just, I don't know, who who would be around around that time? It's like, oh, yes, I remember. I used to wear some of this armor myself. Perhaps I shall again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just young Boba Fett. Why not? It's just young Boba Fett. No, 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 no. He started as an Imperial soldier. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Back more into reality, the lightsabers were, they weren't well done. and They were one of the worst parts of the show, in my personal opinion. Yeah. and I don't know why they bothered me so much. I really don't. Well, I've seen worse. Well, it's because we, we kind of like, in a way, idealize lightsabers because they're flipping cool. Like, I'm mm -hmm. going to Disney later on this year, and I want to make a lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. 
Like it's my main motivation to wanting to go. Like this is something that we've talked about for a long time. We used to have, I had a Qui-Gon lightsaber. You had the Darth Maul lightsaber. I mean, these are things... That and who didn't have an Obi-Wan lightsaber? I mean, my God, the Padawan <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan lightsaber was the most famous clunky lightsaber. It was... Everyone had it. It was cool, though. It was a cool saber, yeah. but yeah, it, it is what it is. But it, you, you really have to spend more time to make a lightsaber cool. It, it's just something mm-hmm. that you have to do. You can't, you can't flub on that. And I hate to say it, they did. They flubbed on it. It was not as well done as it should have been. And sorry, not sorry. It should have been done better. You know, my two big takeaways from the lightsabers in this series is one, they really just thought they were the smartest people ever when they came up with um, Ben's lightsaber in the new in the sequel trilogy when it was like phasing in and out and crackling and everything, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, let's just slowly incorporate that into everything, even though that's technically a broken design and that's the point of it. We just want to make every lightsaber like that. Yeah. And two, you remember, you know what it reminds me of to look at a lightsaber from the Kenobi series? It's like when you get in a car that has that cheap aftermarket radio and you're driving at night and you don't know how to dim it. Uh Uh-huh. And the, the yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about, uh-huh. yeah. And it's just like blindingly distracting to anything else going yep. on. Yep. Now, granted, the lightsaber should be the focal point of the situation in any scene, but still, it's distracting. It, I don't know. Yeah. There were parts that were kind of cool, like even our more goofy stuff, like we talked about with the the bouncing attacks. I think that was in the scene that had our stealth kills, wasn't it? Yes. Or was yes, that dirt? Was. Yes. That was actually a cool uh, harrowing moment. It could have been cooler, I think, if we had just put another maybe, I don't know how much money it would take, obviously, to fix that. <laughs> yeah. But if we had put more time and care and love and passion into the moment. Yeah. I understand that there's a budget. I understand it's a TV series. And I understand that I want this to be a movie. Yeah. I get all those things. But explain to me how the Darksaber, with how blatantly, obviously different it is than everything, is done so much better for how little screen time it gets compared to a lightsaber in, like, a Kenobi series. Yeah. Why is it done so much better? It's a TV show. Well... Yes, it's a popular TV show, but this was one of the most anticipated TV shows ever. Yeah, we also saw Luke's saber in mm-hmm. Mandalor in the Mandalorian, and neither yeah. of us had any complaint about that. No, so not one. Yeah, and that was the art style you needed to go with again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. little little bit more in there, but you know, I I did pose this, and I said. I don't like necessarily criticizing writers and directors as much, but it does make you wonder a bit about the readiness of a person to continue on. Cause this is like, I, I I'm looking right now at, uh, 
just uh, Deborah Chow's sort of credits here. Here's a fun thing, by the way. So we had Flea in here, right? Well, mm-hmm. guess who directed uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers like music video in 2022? <laughs> Deborah Chow, <laughs> Black Summer. That's funny. So <laughs> I just think that it's it's hilarious. By 2023, surprise, they're dating. Oh God, please <laughs> stop. Uh, she's probably <laughs> married or something, but like she's done quite a bit of well some directing it actually seems to really have like come on fairly recently um in the past like five six years but like as far so as far as credits two episodes of the mandalorian we had the reckoning and the sin okay uh the reckoning okay yeah that's and the sin sin wasn't a bad episode no they they were all good episodes it it goes to show you what more money will do for you um but Mm -hmm. a lot of the rest of this stuff are like directing like single episodes of certain tv shows american gods a man in the high castle uh better call saul Lost in Space, Jessica Jones, Fear of the Walking Dead, which isn't even the main Walking Dead. Six episodes of a show called Rain. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's that looks like some Victorian thing. French, um, French Victorian stuff, I don't know. She actually did Chapter 6 of The Prisoner as well for Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's our, our, little, uh, our little space... Prison, yeah, with Hunt Fest, Bill, Bill Burr, his first appearance, yeah. yeah so, which was a very good was episode. A good, that was, was actually one of my favorite episodes of Mandalorian. So, yeah, yeah, she has potential. So, th- <laughs> this just kind of feels like her first big break. Mm-hmm. You know, important big break here because, like, yeah, some of these are bigger shows, but it's also like this is your first. This is this is it. Like, do it. And and should we have done that with something as important as Kenobi? Well, I don't know. I and, and I don't want to. I don't want to say no because I don't think she did a bad job. But I think maybe it's more Disney hosed her over by either not mm-hmm. putting enough money or not putting good enough producers in this. And I, I hate to say it, but you know who was an executive producer on this? Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. So. I just I think it has to be better. Um, she was. I'll be she, interested to see what she does with she, Andor. She acted. She acted in the Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Oh, she only acted in the Prisoner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, that was uh, Rick. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't even pronounce that. I, I, I'm not even. I don't even want to attempt to butcher any more names today. So yeah, she was she was actually acting in the episode. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I I just I think that it feels like she didn't get necessarily the support that perhaps she should have, and either that's budgetary or the producers and executive producers behind her. But like, I have to say it there are a lot of really poor shaky camera angles that I didn't like. 
And that yeah, goes on her. Why is Cam a thing? And that seems like it I was mean, being rushed, which might not have been on her either. It could have been a timeline thing imposed on her. So, like, there's a lot that maybe was out of her control, but at the same token, there's some of this stuff that you just got to take on the chin, and those shaky camera angles were annoying to me. Yeah, let me tell you something about that. That would actually almost... I can't even necessarily say this, but in our horror scenes where we see Darth Vader just being menacing and dominating in a battle... I could almost see sha- a small amount of shaky happening. Like when he's killing all the villagers to yeah. draw Kenobi out. But when Reva is going after Luke, it's not the time for shaky cam. There aren't many times for shaky cam, but that certainly isn't one of the times for it. It ruined that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't think it's our job to really say was she ready or not, but I do think that I don't think she got complete help around her. And I also think that she's probably rushed. I feel like timelines probably got screwed around with, I mean, COVID, all that good sort of stuff. Um, but well, look at the support that we get in Mandalorian. We have so many people collaborating in that. Yeah. And then you just throw her out there to the wolves. I won't necessarily, I'll agree with you. I won't necessarily blame her 100%. Obviously, you and has something to do with it, too. Uh, I, I feel like a show like this probably should have been given, not probably, should have been given a lot more respect and effort from Disney. And that's not to say that she's trying to disrespect Kenobi, but. When Mandalorian gets as many people, bright Star Wars minds as it does, why wouldn't this, when it's such an important show for us as fans? For sure. But with all that said, I still think overall the product was good. So maybe, uh, would you like to kind of start moving into sort of the finish here and maybe talk a little bit about overarching what we thought of the season as a whole? Or do we have any other little smaller points we want to bring up? Uh, not to just try and bring up more negative things, but just real quick. Yeah. Uh, only other thing was uh, audio. We had some audio issues with this show, especially early. Here, here's the thing, though. I noticed that a couple times in Mandalorian too, where sometimes you have music fade really hard out and back in. And I'm not sure if that's like a uh, like a the streaming experience or something, but I have noticed that before, and it it is annoying. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, immersion breaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to the extreme, for sure. So, but yeah, just kind of getting uh, past that and into brass tacks here. Um, you want to just kind of tackle the main points episode by episode or I think we, I honestly, we've already done that. My whole thing is maybe we just sum up the season. Like what's your, what's your long haul last word on the season you want to, you want to bring to the people. And then if you, if that's not enough, you go back and you listen to the old episodes again (laughs) and again and again until you get it right. So, Perhaps I probably should have watched through this a couple more times before we did this. 
and my opinion will obviously change over time. My opinion of Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo have changed drastically from the first to the last time I've watched them. Uh, no reason this shouldn't be a different. But, like I've been saying, this is the most anticipated piece of Star Wars content I think that we have had since Force Awakens, probably. If I'm being honest with myself, yeah. maybe some people were more excited for Mandalorian Season 2. But for me, um, I've been wanting this since Revenge of the Sith. Uh, this has been not necessarily the most interesting time period to, you know, to study and kind of explore. Obviously, we know that you can only do so much on Tatooine and clearly that's why we had to leave Tatooine but still an important timeline it's still a lot of loose ends to tie up and Kenobi is probably everyone's favorite Jedi for the most part as far as the prequels go I think so let's say that this should be given a lot of effort or a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and Although I think the actors and actresses really tried their honest best from our lowliest characters all the way up to Hayden and Ewan, I do have to say that this series has been a bit of a disappointment for me. Um, I enjoyed it. I did certainly enjoy it. And we had some really cool moments. But at the end of the day... I don't know if this is what I wanted. I don't know if the, if I knew exactly what I wanted from a Kenobi series. We had talked about our theories and hopes for it, but I don't think I really had something set. I was just willing to come into the experience and enjoy whatever I got. But, you know, sometimes people sum things up really well in memes. And one thing I saw was we waited almost 20 years and uh, six hours of stories just to see Obi-Wan say to Luke, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I don't want to boil it down to something like that, but it does kind of feel that way in some ways. I feel like we kind of used nostalgia to hide the fact that we haven't necessarily put a lot of effort into creating a big new story. Um, I don't know. I liked all the little quips. I liked bringing Obi-Wan back to full power slowly. Or you could even argue that he's above his power levels of Revenge of the Sith near the end of this. But I just don't know if I'd rewatch this show. I really don't. I don't know. I am being harsh. I know I am. But this was definitely something I've waited literally my entire life for, you know. Uh, Revenge of the Sith was my first uh, movie that I recall when it came out. Yep. And anything that ties into that is really important to me. That's why I like um, Clone Wars so much, because it leads up and shows 
the descent of Anakin into the dark side slowly before Revenge of the Sith. That's why I like these little things that show us why Anakin turned. And, you know, I, I love that we got to see Hayden again, but I kind of wish that it could have been more than just a flashback in a way. And obviously we were limited to what we could do with Hayden, but, you know, maybe some back-to-tank scenes where we actually got exposition instead of just a force vision, you know? Mm -hmm. Dive into the mind of Vader a little bit more. Young Vader. I don't know. Ultimately, it was a good show. It wasn't bad. And we had some really cool moments um, when we actually did finally get our interaction between uh, Ewan and Hayden for the first time in over 20 years. I thought it was a really cool emotional moment. I thought when Vader said that you didn't do this to me, I'm what's remains, I am what remains, and you're not to blame for that. I thought that was a really fitting end to them because obviously we don't really get much interaction after that. New Hope, we're just kind of impartial to each other, Mm -hmm. you know. That stone wall is up for both of them. There's no chance of redemption for Anakin. There's no chance to forgive Obi-Wan in their own eyes, respectively. And this was our last chance to really see some emotion. Yeah. I don't know if it's exactly what I wanted to see. I feel like we could have had, you know, a true, tender, yet aggressive, angry moment where Anakin lashes out and says, you know, you abandoned me. Or you weren't there to help me when I needed you most when I was struggling with my feelings. You didn't you didn't protect me. You weren't my master like you were supposed to be near the end. Yeah. I think something like that would have been really cool to add in. But uh Yeah, I don't know. It was a good show. It was a good show ultimately. Just not necessarily one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Fair fair enough. Um, I think along my line, it was... Yeah, perhaps not exactly what I was thinking it would be either. Um, But I had a pretty enjoyable ride for the most part. It's just a show that wasn't polished enough. You know, for something that was supposed to have been a movie, supposed to have been this big event, it does kind of feel a bit like Disney and Lucas, current Lucasfilm is sort of um, giving up a bit on producing high-quality Star Wars content right now. I'll be interested to see how Andor looks. And then, you know, Mando, eventually Ahsoka, all that good sort of how it looks. There is a huge populace out there that would be excited to bring Star Wars back to what it meant. Because I don't think it means the same thing right now for a lot of people. And a lot of that does get into the BS of like, oh, it's so woke and all this stuff. Well, not as much as other things are. Um, But just because something is not the way I think it should be doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, 
but there were certain things in this show that took me out of it. The, the camera work was one of them. The, you know, the producing, the smoothing at the end, that's another thing. And you drop the ball on perhaps one of the biggest things with Star Wars in general, and that's lightsabers. You basically gave the actors really nice props, but didn't make them look like they were from another galaxy. It just looked like big tubes of light, which I, I can buy that. I can buy that right now. And I think we as fans deserve a little bit better than that. I think the fandom deserves to be respected a bit more. Um, and I don't have a problem really with the story. It doesn't have anything to do with the story with this one. It's just have a little bit more respect for your craft, like your movie makers, mm-hmm. your, 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 your filmmakers, like, let that be enough. And I've, I've said this before, like ILM, I think might be becoming a bit behind or is, has been behind from an effects standpoint. You know, if YouTube can do deep fakes better than you can do on a major television show, then you've got a problem. You know, if a fan can smooth over things in an episode, which you didn't either can't or just didn't, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Fans shouldn't have to and do that. They're doing it for free. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have to do that. You should be doing it for them because that is your craft. And that's the only thing with Obi-Wan. I I didn't I the story was fine. I thought it gave us a lot of really great moments. It's just it wasn't always executed to what I believe they should be executing it at. And if there's anything that boils down into clickbait is that whatever the successes have been with the Disney Star Wars versus what has has not been successful or as successful, it does boil down to who's at the top. You know, if you're going to be a top executive and if you want to stop the, the chanting for your job, get your ducks in a row and like make sure when you put out a product, it's the best product you can put out. I wouldn't, would I have been annoyed if they would have had to push this back, like say to the end of the year? Yeah. Would I have been more receptive had I been told, look, COVID hit us. We're, we're trying to make sure that this is, this is the best show humanly possible. We understand that there are some issues here and we're just going to fix them and we're going to release it later. I probably would have been okay with that had I watched it and not have been picking it for these little things. But when you have these scenes that take you out of the immersion, that's that's bad f- filmmaking. It just is what it is. Um, and it goes from the ground of the director all the way up to the executives who released it. Because somebody, you know, these things usually have focus groups. They have people watching it. They have people internally watching it. If everybody put their signature next to release, good to go, you were wrong. Because while the show was good, it needed it needed to be uh, smoother, needed to be better. That's all. But I liked it. I mean, I liked what I saw. There's a potential down the road that I, I could rewatch it. And I don't think it's an instant rewatch. You know, to your point, I don't think that this is something that I would instantly rewatch now. Down the road, sure, I, I could I could see that, but it's not something I pine over. It's not something I'm like, man, I really got to watch Kenobi again. 
Would you feel the need to put it in between watching Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope if you were doing a rewatch where you added little things like that? No. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel the need to do that. No. No. And I feel like when we had just come off the first review, I honestly, I feel like I said in a review that I would, because I was just kind of still on that high of our final confrontation, and that's definitely dwindled. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I would certainly recommend it as viewing if somebody has never seen it. I will go that far, but it'll take me a little while to maybe want to rewatch it, I think. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I didn't add um, everything with Leia and Obi Wan interacting was, I thought, probably got the most love and attention of any part of the show, and that was something very well done. Yeah. And. I don't know if that was more Ewan pushing that or Deborah Chow, but I think it was probably the best crafted experience in the show. It was. By far. It was. It was very, very well done. Very tasteful. I liked it. And it pulled emotions that we should have gotten from Anakin and Obi-Wan interacting, I feel like. So they know how to do it. Just got to direct it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> At the right moments. Um, For sure. As far as reviews go, obviously we're not going to do reviews, but I was just curious. I pulled up current reviews. I don't know what they were sitting at when we did our uh, episode six review, but all in all, Rotten Tomatoes is an 83, IMDb 7.1 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's dropped down. So, yeah, I believe that was like eight or close to eight when we reviewed it initially. So, yeah, just something to think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Seems to be Rotten Tomato viewers really like the show, although I don't typically go off Rotten Tomato reviews for anything. I don't think anybody really does anymore. I mean, it's it's fine to look at, but I don't necessarily believe oh, it's... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The audience score is 63. Average tomato tur or whatever they T- want to call the tomato tur the tomato the t- tomato okay i'm sorry i just kind of half-assed read that tomato meter <laughs> <laughs> average tomato meter i don't know what that means either but 83 percent, and yeah average audience score is 63 okay. so that's pretty low yeah fair <laughs> all right man well anything else we want to chat about Nope. I do believe we have talked ourselves to death on Kenobi for a while. I think so. So, folks, (laughs) hopefully you enjoyed. And hopefully you did enjoy the the series as well. If you do have anything you'd like to discuss with us or, you know, whatever, just whatever it could be, drop us a line. Uh, We're on the social media at at TC Plan Podcast. And, uh, you know, or you can just send us us an email, tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. Any thoughts, theories, whatever wrap-ups you uh, you might have, we'll, we'll read it on the on an episode and talk about it, discuss it, beat you down a little bit, build you back up. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, I think that is it. So y'all have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>